0: It is Thursday, March 30th, and this is your morning mug. This episode is brought to you by Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative, as well as the most aptly named sponsor for this show ever, with one-seventh of the caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. It's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. And I know what you're thinking, Matt you are somebody who loves caffeine. Why would you be hawking for a company that is advertising less caffeine? And that's because it worked. It's true. I love caffeine. I used to drink two energy drinks a day, and now I might have one a week. All thanks to Mudwater. If you or someone you love might want to make the switch to Mudwater... All you have to do is head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com mud to make the switch today. Good morning, everyone. I am Matt Wright, editor-in-chief of Muddied Waters Media. Hope you are having a fantastic Thursday. The week's almost over. Uh, I am so ready for this weekend, and I hope you are, too. Um, So let's get into the news. So, Tucker Carlson on his show on Tuesday night.
1: I'm not even going to give you a lead-in. This is what he said. Why are some trans people so angry and why do they seem to be mad specifically at traditional Christians? We can't think of any trans person who's ever been murdered by a pastor. As far as we know, that has never happened. So it's not an actual threat of violence from Christians that's inspiring some trans people to buy AR-15s. No, it's got to be more fundamental than that. And it is. The trans movement is the mirror image of Christianity and therefore its natural enemy. In Christianity, the price of admission is admitting that you're not God. Christians openly concede that they have no real power over anything, and for that matter, very little personal virtue. They will tell you to your face that they are sinful and helpless and basically absurd. They're not embarrassed about any of this, they brag about it. That saved a wretch like me, goes the most famous Christian hymn ever written in English. The trans movement takes the opposite view trans ideology claims dominion over nature itself. We can change the identity we were born with, they will tell you with wild-eyed certainty. Christians can never agree with this statement because these are powers they believe God alone possesses. That unwillingness to agree, that failure to acknowledge a trans person's dominion over nature, incites and enrages some in the trans community. People who believe they're God can't stand to be reminded that they're not. So Christianity and transgender orthodoxy are wholly incompatible theologies. They can never be reconciled. They are on a collision course with each other. One side is likely to draw blood before the other side. That's what we concluded last week. Yesterday morning, tragically, our fears were confirmed. A self-identified trans person called Audrey Hale committed mass murder at a Christian school in Nashville. Hale burst into a place called the convent school and executed three nine-year-olds as well as three adults.
0: So what he's saying here is that the trans movement is creating an ideology where it is creating extremists. And therefore, we are going to be seeing more and more of this. Benny Johnson tweeted out the other day, the Colorado uh, spring shooter identified as non-binary. The Denver shooter identified as trans. The Aberdeen shooter identified as trans. The Nashville shooter identified as trans. One thing is very clear. The modern trans movement is radicalizing activists into terrorists. So before you go and shut off your, change the podcast. Give me a second here. Um, I disagree with everything that these people are saying. I disagree with everything these people are saying because you are doing the exact same thing these people benny johnson tucker carlson you see it on other on opposite sides as well uh or from other pundits as well who are out there saying this needs to be looked at the modern trans movement is radicalizing activists into terrorists but instead of Looking at it like that, you have to realize that what you are saying when you say these things is the exact same narrative that the left is doing whenever somebody who is a cis het white male goes into a place and shoots it up. And they say there is a problem. There is a there is a white supremacy problem. There is a. there is a toxic masculinity problem. There is a white hate problem. There is a whatever problem. And we need, we need to stop that from happening. Whenever somebody gets whenever somebody goes in and shoots some shoots, you know, commits an atrocity like this, we have to remember, as people, as human beings, as individuals, we have to sit there and take a look at it and say, you know what? each and every one of those people has the ability to make their own choices they make their own choices they all have their own lives they've they've come across their own they've come across their own uh experiences throughout life and they are ma- the ones making their choices not all trans people are going to become radical radical activists and terrorists that's not going to happen just like all white males aren't going to sh- go out and start shooting up places because they feel like they are... Uh, what God, what is the thing, Tucker? The white replacement theory. Just because of white replacement theory. Um, this is something that you see from the... You see this from the left all the time. And it is one of the dumbest arguments that I have ever seen. And y- you you can almost bet on it on twitter whenever you see whenever you see a shooting has happened you see on twitter people say they haven't released who it is but i'm willing to bet that it's a white male you see that all the time and for the times that it is wrong for the times that it is wrong they never you know no retractions no whatever but to be able to say that you can lump it in and say, nope, white males are the only ones that do this. You don't want to fall into the, to the opposite side of that. Because when a white male is the one that's doing it, the people on the right sit there and say, look, this is a mental health issue. This person had problems. This person had problems. This is not a white male issue. This is an issue about uh, mental health and mental health and whether or not this person can get the right amount of care that they need. This is the same issue no matter who it is that is committing the shooting. We always need to remember that individual responsibility is one of the cornerstones of life. No matter who it is that is committing the atrocity that is being committed, that has nothing to do with what race they are, what gender they identify with, what, what, who it is that they're sleeping with, whatever. It, none of that actually matters. The true fact of this is each and every person has the responsibility every day to choose to do what is right and what is wrong. The shooter in the Nashville case absolutely knew that what they were doing was wrong. They sent a message She sent a message to a friend and said that she was going to die, and you were going and the, her friend was going to hear about it on the news. Um, And she said, I'm just, you know, I'm sorry. Don't, you know, don't try to stop me. She knew what she was doing was wrong, but she still made the choice. At any point, she could have made a different choice and it comes down to choices. I do not believe that there is some radicalization inside the trans movement that is turning people into terrorists. Just like I don't believe that every time that you have a Dylan Roof out there, that that is some subsect of white males that are out there saying, okay, we need to go out there and do these terroristic acts. Every single person has the individual ability to make the choice between right and wrong. If they can't make that choice, it becomes a question of mental health most of the people that are committing these atrocities are people who have mental health issues this is not this is not a a movement this is not to say that these people uh are part of a group that all have mental health issues these are these people have mental health issues because they are willing to make the choice to do wrong we always kind of People always hit and say, you know, it's the guns. You know, you guys say it's mental health. You guys say it's mental health. It's mental health. They will then use mental health to push red flag laws. But that's going to be a story on a different day because you can't use red flag laws on people who have mental health because you can't take away people's guns Speak for crimes that they have not committed um but we'll get into that later stick around after these commercials we will be right back welcome back everyone thank you for sticking with me through the break let's get into it yesterday the senate voted to repeal the war powers act from 2001 welcome back everybody thanks for sticking with me through the break Let's get into it. Yesterday on Wednesday, the Senate voted to repeal the War Powers Act of 2002 and 1991 that gave power to the president to use military force in Iraq. This has been, it's been 21 years since we passed, since Congress, uh, since Congress and the Senate passed this, basically giving the power of whether or not to declare war to the presidency. The Senate, yesterday, finally voted to get rid of this. This is a big win for people who don't believe in force against another nation. 18 Republican senators voted with 45 Democrats and three Democratic-aligned independents Wednesday to repeal the war authorizations Congress passed in 1991 and 2002 and now it's gonna have to go to the house now some Republicans that did not vote for this are reaching out to McCarthy and asking him not to uh, allow this to come up to a vote so The Republican base, the GOP, is split on this issue. Um, The two sides are kind of, we shouldn't be funding these wars. They need to be taking care of this on their own. And you have the more Lindsey Graham, uh, Marco Rubio, hawkish kind of view of, if we're not there, somebody else will come in like China to fill that void and we will lose any power that we have in the area. Rand Paul says, the battle is really within the Republican party. And I think the majority of Republican voters are for less intervention and less spending overseas, which he's right. The majority of people, I don't care which side of the aisle you're on, are for less intervention overseas. Now, Paul thinks that the majority of senate republicans who voted against repealing the military authorization and who support funding the war in ukraine are out of step with gop voters and i would agree i know that you see polls out there saying that 70 percent of people think that we should be sending money to ukraine but i don't think that the majority of gop voters believe this i don't think that the majority of libertarian voters believe this i think that the people who think that we should be sending money over to ukraine mainly reside on the left and Lindsey Graham. Uh he went on to say if you ask where the where is the caucus for continued funding or unlimited funding so it seems for Ukraine I think probably 60% 70% of Republicans at home are not for that. And I would pro- I would roughly say that's probably true. 60% 70% of Republicans are not for that. I would say higher for libertarians, 80% 90% 100%. Uh it's definitely not 100% because I've seen libertarians in support of this. I've actually heard anarchists that are in support of this. Um with you can say that it's with good reason, but I don't I don't I don't believe so. So McCarthy is now stuck with which side of the party am I going to be? taking on because if i put this up for a vote the democrats will vote for it and the gop will be split which will appear as though that the gop is a fractured caucus that they can't get it together to agree on a vote this is a situation that i don't think that that will matter that won't matter in the long run because you'll be able to point to this and say look we don't think that the government should be spending this money in order to maintain uh, in order to maintain peace in a region that we aren't even in control of anymore plus since we are saying we shouldn't be sending money to ukraine why are we sending money here you have that as the backup on the other side of the coin you have it where the left is voting to send all of the money over to ukraine while not but saying okay, we shouldn't take it from here. You will be able to say why don't they? Why do, do they want to stop funding here but move it here? You're just giving the same power here, so it is not a principle thing. The people who are truly principled in this scenario are the people who are sitting there saying no, we shouldn't be sending money to Ukraine. We need to take the power back from the president and put the the war powers at power back within congress because the power of that should not be handed to the president one of the one of the greatest mistakes ever was giving this power away congress has power over the person the power to declare war when you started giving away one of those powers you didn't he just kept coming to you for more he just kept coming to you for more and more of the purse saying i need more money i need more money and you were sort of hell-bent on having on having to to deliver uh, the money, so he could uh, do, use the War Powers Act that you have granted him. Instead, what you need to do is take that back, rein in the power, stop giving the executive so much power, so he has to come and ask you for these powers. Um. Many people on the left are going to say that this is a big win for Schumer because, it, because he's finally ending the War Powers Act. But in the same breath of ending the War Powers Act, he will continue to say, we need to send money to Ukraine because the Ukrainian people need to fight off this terrible despot that is trying to take over their region, which is the exact same arguments that we were hearing back in 2001, 2002 about Saddam Hussein and Iraq. It is now just somebody else is the boogeyman over there. And I'm not saying that Saddam Hussein was a good guy, and I'm not saying Putin is a good guy, but this is what they're using in order to try to continue to fund the military industrial complex. And that comes at a cost to each and every taxpayer. The best way for us to do this is to stop funding the war in Ukraine and to pull back the power of war authorizations back to Congress And hold on to the strings of the purse the best way that you possibly can. And stop giving in to every little whim that the executive branch asks for. That is the episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoy what is happening here at Muddied Waters Media, I ask you to do a couple of simple favors for us. Please, whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on, give us a five-star review. Also, leave a review. And the biggest way that you can help is by sharing this episode with your friends. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will see you again very soon. And remember, where we're going, we don't need roads.